This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1870, How to Let Go of Your Regrets, part one, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday, and welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free with permission from the authors, an award-winning podcast thanks to you. Today, I have a bit of a longer post, so I'll read the first half today and then finish the rest for you tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. How to Let Go of Your Regrets, Part 1, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Imagine this, you're at a cocktail party where every person there is a past version of yourself. There's a kid's play area with all the little kid versions of yourself. There's a TV room with your angsty teenage selves watching music videos and playing video games. Then there's dozens of adult yous walking around, sipping whatever garbage you drank when you were young and broke, representing each of the distinct periods of your life. The insecure college you, trying to look smarter than you actually are. The frustrated and exhausted you from your first job. The doe-eyed and innocent you from the first time you fell in love. Now, this might sound like fun, but I think this cocktail party of you would actually get quite boring. The reason is that for each version of you that you talk to, you know everything that they know, while they only know a fraction of what you know. That's not to say it wouldn't be endearing. You'd hang out with your awkward teenage self and reassure them not to worry. Those painful high school years will pass and things will get better. You'd talk to your arrogant 23-year-old self and compassionately bring them down a notch, You talk to your smitten self who had just fallen in love for the first time and bask in the feelings of a new, young relationship while not disclosing that Mr. or Miss Perfect is about to drag your heart across the pavement and smash it a dozen times with a sledgehammer. But then, there'd be that one former self that you'd want to avoid. You know the one. That former self that did that horrible thing you've never quite found a way to forgive yourself for. If forced to finally speak to them, you would immediately start chastising them How could you? What were you thinking? You're such a moron, my God. Then the cocktail party would be ruined. There you are, present you, ripping into past you with all of your past selves looking on in horror, feeling both neglected and abandoned. The cocktail party of you would collapse into this one pointed, awful moment in your life that would suck away the joy and vibrance of all the others. The cocktail party of you is a kind of metaphor for what happens when you experience regret. You abandon and neglect the celebration of all of the interesting parts of your life to hone in on this one festering mistake that haunts you. Regret is a form of self-hatred. If who you are today is a culmination of all of the acts that have led up to this moment, then the rejection of some past act is therefore a rejection of some part of you in this moment. 
Hating some part of yourself in the present messes you up psychologically. But hating a part of your past is not much different. It harbors shame and resentment. It inculcates self-loathing and it makes you a real drag at parties, metaphorical and otherwise. But the way to get over regret is not to ignore it, is to push through it, is to engage that former self, to talk to them directly and understand why they did what they did, is to sympathize with that former self, to care for them, and ultimately to forgive them. Learning from your regrets. What's the difference between a mistake and a regret? I would argue a regret is simply a mistake that we haven't learned the proper lesson from yet. Often we regret because we did something so cataclysmic that it's difficult to learn the appropriate lesson. But often we regret not because our actions were so heinous, but simply because we lack the imagination to pull some productive meaning out of them. Learning from our mistakes is such a fundamental component of not being a shitty person that I don't even know where to start. But let's put it this way. If you do something wrong, but you learn from it, then suddenly that mistake becomes helpful. Developing a habit of learning from our failures is like this magical elixir that transmutes all of the embarrassing, cringy of our lives into making us better. And while that might not remove all our negative feelings, it certainly prevents things from getting worse. Regret serves an adaptive purpose. It can help us or hurt us. When we feel regret, we can either wallow in our past mistakes or we can take steps to ensure we don't repeat our past mistakes. Maybe you f***ed up a relationship years ago and it still stings when you think about it. Instead of beating yourself up, use it to identify the issues underlying your f***-ups. Maybe you were a little too absent. Maybe you were a little too selfish. Maybe you were a shitty communicator. Maybe your love comes with impossible conditions. The way you move on isn't by rationalizing all of these uncomfortable feelings away by blaming yourself or the world for your misfortune. It's by accepting your mistakes by understanding what happened and integrating that experience into your understanding of who you are today. This forces you to take responsibility for your f***ups, and if you truly take responsibility for your f***ups, you don't repeat them. That is what regret is for. But of course, this is much easier said than done. Questioning your narratives. In my book, Everything is F***ed, a book about hope, I explain that our minds are always constructing narratives to explain our feelings and experiences. These narratives are rarely accurate and often unhelpful, yet we need them because they hold our sense of self in place. By learning how to question our narratives, we can gain greater perspective on how bad what we did actually was. And if we're honestly questioning ourselves, we'll often find that it wasn't nearly as bad as we thought. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How to Let Go of Your Regrets by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll keep this ending short for today. Thank you for being here and listening every day, including the weekends. And I'll be back tomorrow to finish up this post where your optimal life awaits.